Hi there, welcome to another episode of Floating by Season 2. Today's conversation for me was very intriguing because I learned something new and the person whom I spoke to is someone who is very dear to me. But before we head into that, if you haven't followed me on Instagram yet, my handle is at the rate floating by podcast. And importantly to me, if you can afford it, please consider buying me a coffee so that it would cover my production expenses for the work I'm doing with this podcast. You can buy me a coffee at buymeacoffee.com forward slash floating by F-L-O-A-T-I-N-G-B-Y. Thank you so much for all the support so far. So a bit about today's guest. Mashit Sheila Longmer is a very dear friend of mine. She is two years junior to me from Symbiosis Center for Media and Communication and she's a film student uh, currently in her final semester of college. She is producing and directing a short film for her final semester project and uh, uh, it is something personal for me too because MASH as people lovingly call her was an art director in a film I produced in my final year and uh, that is how our friendship started and today she also talks to me not just about her film but also about her artistic influences especially from Japanese manga and uh, uh, animation films. She asked me to watch one of her favorite Japanese films Spirited Away and uh, it did it did take me away on a long journey of imagination and uh, awe of our creativity. So this is my conversation with Mash and hope you enjoy. Hi Mash, I how are you? <laughs> yeah, you do look very pretty. <laughs> okay, start again, start again. No, 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 no. This is nice. Yeah. This is nice. <laughs> Hi, Mash. How are you? Hi, I'm good. Everyone, welcome to my show. It's Mash show today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it definitely is going to be Mash's show. So, uh, Mash, what have you been doing uh, these days? I see that you're making a film for your uh, semester end and all that. How's that going? Um, It's going good. Like right now, uh, we're just like getting into the planning of things. But since like everyone is getting sick or we are all in different cities, so it's all like it's all been on Zoom. Okay, so, so all the going. pre-production you're doing it through Zoom, is it? How is that working out? Yeah, Um, I mean, it was going okay, like because I started when I was in Mumbai, when I was doing my internship there. So, I mean, everything was going well, but then like, eventually work caught up at the end of the day and I was just like and I was like radio silent for like two weeks but now I'm back so I'm okay, hoping to great. get more work done yeah because that that entire process is very intense like you know right you've worked with me on that film so yeah yeah, I yeah. okay we can do this but then I'm like wait there are these these, these things to do as well to do this yeah. one small thing and I'm just what exactly exactly there are too many processes yeah but uh, it's interesting i mean it's all in the process of learning right so i'm sure that more than the end result like i've always told you it's like the journey of making the film that will sort of teach you those lessons right Mm. yeah so uh mash uh interestingly uh, what i wanted to talk to you about was uh like off late, um, I've been noticing that, I mean, you have been doing this for a while now, like you repost a lot of 
funky cool looking art and like very japanese you know uh, oriented art and all that and you also we were also talking and you told me that you know why don't you before we go for a recording why don't you watch uh, this particular director on netflix like watch one of his films and we can talk about that and i did and the film's name was spirited away if i'm not wrong and i am not able to remember the director's name but why don't you tell me why uh you asked me first to watch that film why that particular film um so it's been one of my favorite films since i was like a kid but you see like i watched this film as a kid and i watched this film as an adult so like you have to like there are two different windows that you enter when you like have that gap of years because like as a kid like i used to think okay it's fun film like all oh, those animated characters oh they look so cute yeah but then as an adult there are so many lessons in that film like you are literally looking at one character who was like childish like she's a child so i understand where that emotion where that um character like you know where it's coming from but also like how she grows and how she learns things and it's not easy like it's very true, difficult true. for her and you think a child is being like put through that kind of ordeal so you're like yeah it's so difficult like if, if i was in the, i was in her shoes and i'm like 22 so like if i was in her shoes i would like be panicking like but yeah so that's why i wanted you to watch it because it's one of my favorite films first of all and it has so many lessons in it and it makes you think and i think a film should make you think make you feel a little bit like earth inside like wait is this like you know kind of like that and i wanted yeah, you to totally. watch this as an animation yeah 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 totally because like, uh, i'll be very honest with you i i told you this uh, i'm i'm not into the i i don't watch fantasy a lot so uh, but i've awfully like over the past few months i've learned to not judge a particular genre and watch uh, a film because you know you can let your judgments aside and watch something objectively as well and that's what i did and uh, i agree uh, it teaches a lot of lessons not just to kids but people our age and even adults as well it's a very simple story of a, a girl trying to beat all odds and try to save her family so uh, it's a very nicely done story but um, what i also noticed was the style was very different Uh, because i've grown up watching a lot of ninja hattori and all on nickelodeon so i used to detest japanese animation but this was something very nuanced and colorful uh, i really like the stylistics uh, and i read about it a bit and i fig- I, i i came across this word called manga a lot i, I don't know if i'm pronouncing it right so uh, why don't you tell us a bit about that because you seem to be uh, very inspired by those styles Yeah so again like anime is a big part of my life because i grew up watching it and as an adult also like i'm so interested in it so now i feel like yeah this is my personality now <laughs> and um so mangas are usually what animes are inspired from like um they're your storyboard like you know what i mean uh, it's it's just really great art and like a lot of japanese uh, mangakas which are they're like japanese manga authors but they're called mangakas uh they like hand draw every single 
thing like hand draw like i know that a lot of um like digital art has come up and like you know everything the world is changing but in like japanese manga it's always been the pen and the paper like you don't change that and i felt like that's kind of like great because i love that medium as well and i learned drawing through mangas actually like through anime i used to copy my favorite anime character and i used to be like yeah i can do this i can do that so like that really like helped me like that department like art department like i'm not that great but like i have the basics down and i feel like that really was my starting point <laughs> but yeah also um the director's name is hayao miyazaki he also started as a like artist like i don't i don't think he wrote mangas to be like he he's not an author like a manga author but uh, he started uh, working at a studio in like the 1960s i think like he's really old he's like 80 years old this year and um so he started uh, at a studio as an artist so i think in the 1960s okay but even today like when he does films he likes to do them like do each um frame by hand and imagine the how much work that is so like one of his films um my my neighbor totoro i think he's done like art for it himself and because i saw a youtube video where he like literally paints it like one frame oh jesus and then you're just okay. like bro that's two hours two hours ka film aap haath se banaoge so there's like a Seriously? lot of work that goes into it i yeah and animation itself like any kind of animation like the ones that pixar makes or disney makes or the ones that like studio ghibli makes like i have so much respect for that too because you know it's so much work like drawing and like doing each frame like that but yeah i think it's japanese animation that's what sets it it's a bit different i wouldn't say it's better or worse or anything but it's different because they have their style of like drawing it frame by frame and kind of doing that so, so yeah Yeah, it's a very, very no 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 it's a very subtle <laughs> art form and that's something that stands out also and the one thing i noticed in spirited away was uh, even though it was primarily 2d i saw a lot of sequences which had a lot of 3d elements in them like for example the water in the river uh, the the idol of the goddess or the witch that she sees before she enters the tunnel uh and that a uh, couple of sequences with a lot of uh, you know 3d elements to it so and this was done in 2001 so uh the level of artistry and the detailing is like so well done like i i i still haven't seen this uh, quality especially in india at least uh, till date because i feel that we have a lot of stories we have a lot of creativity in this country but uh, animation is one uh, like medium we haven't explored yet do you feel that as well yeah i mean um i haven't actually watched a lot of indian content that's animation because i feel like it's not as famous as like uh, like bollywood or like any other styles of filmmaking so like um i feel we could obviously do better because i know like a lot of my friends who are like studying animation or like art in general like they're so good they're so good and i feel like there's so many things you could do with that you know but it's just not popular here as popular so i mean apart yeah. from chota beam and <laughs> other stuff exactly 
exactly exactly i mean in the west and especially in japan and korea and all animation like it's very normal like there are a lot of adult films that are done in animation as well but in india like animation if we say animation it's two things one is you make these corporate videos with like motion graphics and all of that that's one style and the other style is like chota beam so i feel that like looking at this film especially today um, i feel that we can surely match these standards and if not at least like collaborate some artists from our side with like japanese so that we at least get some training in the basics because what hayao has done with this film is like next level in terms of stylistic so i feel that we have a lot of potential and mash you could be one of them why don't you i are, are you planning to sort of uh, experiment with animation as a medium um i I think uh first I need to kind of make my art skills better like I do plan on actually developing it in the future and because like you know like drawing and stuff it's very interesting to me and of course like I want to do something with that in the future so not right now though like there's so many other plans <laughs> but uh, yeah I do plan to explore that option that future. is amazing that's amazing so you were telling me a bit about how uh uh for example the manga style itself like you were inspired by a lot of uh anime in your childhood so tell us a bit about how you got into art or how you got into films like what inspired you in your childhood so tell us a bit about that okay so uh my i have a lot of sisters right so my older sister who is Right, right next to me. Uh, she used to watch a lot of anime on Animax. It was a thing in like that was where you used to watch all your anime, Japanese anime content in India. So I used to think, okay, I'm like my big sister is so cool. I should also do the same thing. And so in the beginning, it was just like me following my sister because I was a kid and I used to think she was so cool and stuff. but then after a while it became my own thing like she grew out of it she left it like you know she liked other stuff and i just like stuck to it so yeah i feel like um and that kind of me looking at i thought it was really pretty animation for so while like i was like it's so beautiful as a kid also i was like it's so beautiful that's why i started drawing it and i tried to make my own characters with it and when i was like 9th grade 10th grade i used to make like my own mangakas like my own sort of mangakas but mangas sorry mangas and i used to make panels of like um my own story yeah it wasn't that great but it was like i was so happy with it like so i feel like story writing like and, and stories in general like um these things were my first the things that I absorbed as a kid so then i got into reading and i wanted to writing watch films and yeah then that's how it happened and this is where you are today <laughs> that's interesting because like a lot of us like i remember my dreams were completely different uh, when i was like you know 10 12 and then after that after like 16 17 is when i realized okay film is my real calling but it is good to know that something so artistic has inspired you for such a long time uh if i can ask um, the project that you're working on currently if you can tell us a bit more about that like what is the inspiration behind the story uh, the characters all of that 
so my degree film um okay so i had different a different script in the beginning right um uh, tell you i'll tell you about that as well and my current script so uh my other script it was really based on my hometown and it was based on legends like you know i wanted to intertwine cultural uh, folklore like folklore with my story which was modern and this was really inspired by like miyazaki's work because i love miyazaki's work right so and the way he like intertwines like like culture and stories into his film i was just like especially spirit away i was like bro this inspired me so much so i kept like reading folklore from my own hometown and and i really wanted to make it so i had planned a script on that, but then the pandemic happened and then we were discussing class and i was like i have to make a degree film anyway like i want to like i have to so then i had to change my script but the script that i'm also like going to be directing is also something very close to my heart because it's really based off my friends my friends from like um boarding school my friends from like college right now it's just about how i saw friendship like how it came to me and how it, it has helped me grow so i thought i should write a story about friends you know and how organic it is and how even in the worst times of your life your friends are there like they don't solve your problems they don't make it go away but having them there is so much comfort and i really want to show comfort in my film like comfort just like someone hugging you and so like that and all the names of the characters in my film were inspired by people from school like they weren't my friends or they weren't some of them were my friends and then like so I was like I'm going to steal people's names and I'm going to get and I'm going to take a little bit of everyone's personality and put it in my characters and all my friends who read the script are like oh my god is this based on me <laughs> and they're like no <laughs> I'm just like content bro you you all are just there to provide content for me like <laughs> <laughs> yeah sometimes it happens hope you are enjoying the conversation so far like i mentioned earlier if you can afford it please do consider buying me a coffee for supporting the work that i do with this podcast you can buy me a coffee at buymeacoffee.com/floatingby f l o a t i n g b y thank you so much for your support i truly appreciate it but uh, very this is very very um it's very touching to know that someone's actually making a film about something so personal and something that's very normal to all of us we all know what it feels like to have friends but uh, we sort of tend to overlook that feeling we don't pay much attention to it and it's so nice to see that someone's doing something uh, so simple yet so complex to understand but uh, uh, so tell me about how like uh you are you're a film student you uh, so can you can you like walk us through in in short like the process in terms of the logistics of making the film like you that is a part of something you're learning as well it's not just the creative side so uh it'll be very interesting to hear from you on that okay now get ready for an av class <laughs> but i mean it's it's very difficult to make a degree from actually like i mean as a student we're just doing it this for the first time right i mean i we've all worked on like our seniors degree films but it's always been us assisting them because like on the outside like when you did your degree film and when i was on this like on your set i was like bro 
like this seems so easy like it's going so smoothly how like you know but <laughs> now i understand all the yeah all the numbers behind it all the management behind it and how much you have to talk to people how much you have to communicate mass com <laughs> very important mass and, communication uh, is yeah. very important it's so important yeah you have to have communication skills to make sure that you are in line with your team and sometimes i feel like maybe i'm struggling with that sometimes like my team members are like oh this 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 i'm just like wait what when did this happen like i'm lost and i'm just like i have to keep things in mind myself like you know like <laughs> but yeah so okay so the, there are some things that we go through like obviously pre production which we are doing right now and so i mean getting the team getting the cast uh, making sure we have a location getting all the equipment yeah so like those four things that we are doing because i already have my crew i am going through the casting videos and all the auditions and um equipments we we we're, go- we're getting there <laughs> we're making <laughs> we're borrowing we're getting there <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> Okay. But we get it there, yeah, and mm-hmm. then, yeah. So, um, should I add? But then I can't talk about the production process yet because I'm not doing the production yet. Like, yeah, as yeah, in, yeah, it's yeah. not in production yet. Yeah, yeah. but, but, but that's all right. I mean, <laughs> yeah, keeping yourself prepared for the main thing is more important. You know, uh, the more you're pre- yeah. because it's like forty, fifty percent pre-production, and then, uh. the rest is all like production post so uh mash tell me uh, so uh, like i mentioned earlier you you um, you share a lot of uh, posts on your stories and stuff about interesting art from around the world in fact like some really cool uh, 3d art done by one of the people you know as well so uh, do you know these people uh, these artists and if not then how did you find them because what i do on instagram is just sit and like watch funny reels i mean i'm pretty sure you do that well as well but you seem to also be finding these very cool artists uh, online so how how did that happen um i mean social media <laughs> you can just like i mean the more people post and promote and stuff like that, then you get like kind of like you get in to it comes to my explore page sometimes but otherwise i specifically look for artists sometimes i'm like oh i like this art that i saw online like uh let me see who it belongs to and sometimes i do like actual google searches <laughs> to see who it belongs to and oh that's lovely yeah i mean it's just such nice art and i feel like you know it should be appreciated should be loved um and also like at my internship was so um like just the, the one that i just finished uh, there was an artist who was using the space and her name is shelly and like she did such beautiful art about women like her medium was like painting and then like she did art about like women and i just like was like so beautiful and i just and i saw her paint yeah i was like sitting there sometimes like i can't you can't do something 50% like you know that's what i feel but anyway Yeah so a lot of art that i um find is through like me searching for it specifically or sometimes i find it on my friends uh, posts or through like my explore page 
Yeah. And my friends recommend a lot of art to me because they know like I like it. That's amazing. Uh, uh, so like uh, some uh, some creators like some directors what they do is they take a lot of uh, uh, visual cues from a lot of art that they consume and sort of build their own style. Uh, so like for example a very typical example would be Wes Anderson. So uh, have you ever thought of sort of adapting a sort of different visual style for yourself when you uh, create films? I like so I like like vivid color like I like the coming of age color palette like you know there is a coming of age color palette like you No no I don't what what is that what is that Like you know how they're coming of age films and you know how they're like the color palette of those films are like they have like vivid reds and like they have these they don't have pastel colors because pastel is such a it's such a yeah warm fuzzy feel Calm down yeah, yeah and you can't have that for coming of age you, it has to be like raw because you're like going to do it and i i really like yeah. it like for example ladybird mm -hmm. i love the color for ladybird like yeah so um i feel like so my i don't really have a style yet because again like i'm just starting yeah of like course specific style but i was really inspired drawn towards ladybird's color palette for my film also so i just took like so many different color palettes that have this similar um vibe yeah and like i've like kind of made it mine for now like you know my own like i've created one right now like my nice. um creative team has made one because i told them i like this, this, this. so like yeah wow so for now that's there wow that's young amazing. and angry that's amazing <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's very interesting <laughs> because it ultimately what you're talking about also color like invokes a certain emotion in us. So a part of being a director is also to incorporate those visual cues so that, you know, ultimately you want the audience to feel something and that feeling should be 100% raw and pure. Uh, so uh, have you ever dabbled in art yourself uh, in, in the sense that digital art what painting what what is that what is the medium that you sort of prefer uh tell us a bit about that like why do you why do you paint or create art is it like to feel better when you're going through something or is it just pure uh creation that's all what do you what what, what is your inspiration when you draw um sometimes i uh so I do, I do do art. Like I have an art page that is like dying <laughs> because I haven't had time to make much art. But um, I do draw inspiration from things around me. Like um, I have an art book which I like paint on sometimes. Uh, I haven't like posted all the pictures there because I'm not confident. Like that's one thing. I'm just like, I, maybe I'm not good enough. Like that kind of like I beat down myself sometimes. Come on, sure, amazing. Yeah, I, I do... work with you. You're very good. <laughs> like I thank you <laughs> I do do um art when I'm frustrated as well like it's a good uh it's good for my emotions actually like I journal sometimes and I um do art so most times like when I do art it makes me feel so much better it makes me feel very accomplished at the end of the day when I finished 
when I finish a piece. So sometimes one piece takes like two, three days and sometimes a piece takes an hour. Like it really depends on how you are approaching it, right? So yeah, like I do do it. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. And it's like, and I really enjoy it. Like it's a hobby. And I really enjoy it. Like I don't do think of it as like a task or like a thing that I should do or must do. But when I approach it because I love it, then something beautiful comes out of it. That's very interesting because I was uh, talking to someone the other day, and uh, I I I asked them the same question. Like in today's time, when you know you have Instagram, uh, you want people to see that you the art you're creating, but it's so tough to stay consistent. It, it ends up sort of feeling like a task, and it's not something that you go to do uh, to feel happy or you know feel joy. Uh, sometimes doing the art that you love doing can make you very anxious as well. So uh, have you gone through that phase as well? Because I feel that I have gone through that and a lot many others have gone through that. And it's it's very weird, the dichotomy between creating the art you love and then uh, putting all that effort to see make people see the art that you've created. Um, I think uh, when I was writing my script for the debut book, I felt that the most because I love like I want to be a writer, director like. But write, writing is something I love. So making like I'm so sometimes I get like I I wouldn't say writer's block because I just didn't feel like doing it. Like I felt like oh I have this idea, I want to implement this this this, but I didn't want to do it because it felt like a job sometimes. Like felt like I had to do it. I mean, I had to, <laughs> but I just felt that itself gave me so much stress. The thing that I love gave me so much stress, and I, um, and I feel like everyone who creates, everyone who has something they love, like at the end of the day, they do go through it, you know, because you can't always have a healthy relationship with everything you love. Sometimes things go bad, and then I think. Um, resolving it and kind of healing from it, or like, um, yeah, that helps you grow. <laughs> like that to sound too philosophical, but no, no, yeah, no, I mean, no, no. I agree. I agree. I agree. But then I'm. I was also talking about uh, when when we were talking about the art you create. You told us like you know you have an art page which is tough to keep up because you don't have the time. So does that feel like a task to you when it's coupled with like social media and stuff? I mean, like I do like like validation a lot. I mean, everybody likes getting complimented and all that. But uh, after a while, I I was I was anxious actually because um, when I first posted, I had a lot of art to post, and I was posting it, and then I felt key. Now I have to draw one today so I can post one after two days, and I, like that's how you make your time and how you schedule things. But then that made me nervous, like that made me anxious actually, and then it made me kind of not want to look at my um, art book anymore, and made me want to like just not do it. And I was like, maybe I should just delete it and all that stuff. But then at the end of it, at the end of it, I just kind of let it go. I was like, no, Mash, you just do when you want to do it. You don't have an obligation to anyone to create. You don't have. It's you're doing it for yourself. So why don't you just do it for yourself? So then I started drawing again. I post less, like I haven't posted them, but like I did, like do a lot of art after that, like you know, to make myself feel better. And I think that's amazing. Yeah, that's what's important. Ultimately, it doesn't mm -hmm. like we all think that uh, 
people are waiting for our post and you know uh where's mash what's happened that this and all we just like let it get to our head and i think somewhere down the line we need to realize what we are doing is for our happiness so uh, uh yeah uh mash i i wish you all the luck for the film uh it was lovely talking to you and um uh i really want to see be one of the first people to see the film and thank you for uh, before going actually mash i want to ask you one more question because you consume a lot of art uh and uh, you see a lot of these films animated films why don't you like maybe recommend some artists and some directors to follow because i would really love to explore this genre more it need not be japanese specific or animation specific but uh, some directors or artists that you follow um so for like this like art like cartoonish art <laughs> cartoonish but like uh, there's this uh, um artist called piccolo i think he's really famous i think a lot of people know him he's um, okay. i think he yeah so his name is piccolo like p o c c o L O Piccolo, and okay. uh, he's an amazing artist. I think people should just follow him. <laughs> It's great. And uh, I also like this artist called Daniel Clark. I think he's pretty famous. He's not very much into the like anime, anime kind of like medium, but like he makes such great digital art. Right. So, um, he's awesome. And um. There's so many, okay, but I just can't think of it in, uh, from the top of my head. Like I hadn't prepared this, but I will give you uh, a few uh, anime recommendations, like anime films. Um, I think you should watch more Miyazaki films. Uh, there is um, Howl's Moving Castle, which is like amazing. I think it's one of the yeah. most famous uh, films. A lot of people who follow Miyazaki love that film, and also like Kiki's Delivery Service, and My Neighbor Totoro, like. Watch these three films. I think you will get the gist of how Miyazaki's story tells, and also, of course, like Spirited Away because yeah, yeah, it's yeah, yeah, like yeah, awesome. There is another anime director. His name is Satoshi Kon. Like, unfortunately, yes. he passed away when he was like forty years old, too young. But he like made Paprika and Perfect Blue, which are the, which are like very heavy films. So you shouldn't watch it if you're like not in a good. mental space because it will like hurt you a little bit okay because okay. it's yeah but when you can you should watch it it's a great film and um i think your name which is also like a very 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 famous film i forgot the director's name but he had he has three films it's called 5 cm like he has more than three but my top are like 5 cm um 5 cm apart or was it Yeah, something like that. There's another one called Weathering with You. So uh, it's all like and your name. So these three, like the like he also kind of like works with like culture and like like folklore kind of um, storylines. So his films are also great. Um, but just say your name, director, and I think you will know which one I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, because I'm I'm very. Uh, it feels nice as a. person who's uh, observing you from the outside so excited to talk about these people and i feel uh, they are going to inspire you a lot in the years to come in the kind of films that we can get to see from mash so uh, 
mash uh, thank you so much uh, this was a wonderful conversation uh, and i'm already inviting you beforehand for like a second episode with mash so that we can talk about more films after i watched all your recommendations we can discuss more and uh, hopefully by then you would you would be uh, you would have finished your film and we can get to talk about that as well so all the best mash and uh, thank you for taking thank the you. time bye bye man bye